Hello, my blueberries, and welcome to Intermediate Studies, a podcast on originality, where every week we watch, love, and talk about an episode of the greatest TV show of all time, Community. I'm your host, Mike. Today I'm joined by Reese, Sammy, and Jack. And today we'll be watching through Beginner Pottery, in which I forgot to get the episode description up on IMDb. There's some <laughs> pottery or something. In which Jeff tries to make a pot in pottery class, but is upended by fellow student Rich. Meanwhile, Pierce, Shirley, and Troy try out a sailing intensive. Actually, no in which water. Jeff signs up for a pottery class for an easy credit, but winds up failing the class when he's jealousy of another student gets the best of him. Meanwhile, confidence could ruin his group's grade in boating class. Okay. So what's Sammy said? Okay, okay. What what is it with these description synopsis that spoil <laughs> the entire episode? <laughs> like like just say he's in a pottery class. Don't say that he gets he fails it. That's the entire episode. I know. <laughs> he doesn't even fail it, does he? No, 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 you can't fail. It's a participation class. Yeah, people get contact credits just for walking past. <laughs> oh, look, we're already laughing about the episodes. I can tell we're all going to love this one, but I've got to see what everyone thought of it first. So, Jack. Oh, my God, it is it's just great, isn't it? It's, uh, it's one of my top-rated ones um, so far. Uh, it's just, you know, funny. It's got great character moments. Um, I do think I preferred the boat plot more than the pottery plot, although the pot... Pottery plot was great as well. Yeah, really liked it. About you, Sam? Uh, I really love this one. My second favourite one so far. Um, just all around great. This is Peak Pierce in the series. Um, I think he easily has the standout moment in this episode that we'll get to a bit later on. But I think everyone, everyone has something fun to do. Or even if they don't get much, they get some good one-liners and jokes in. Um, and I really like Rich. I think he's a really great background character. Oh, what about you, Rhys? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the funniest episode of Community we get, but there's so many great little character moments. I think everyone gets something, be it big or small. I like the fact that they finally portray Shirley in a positive way. Um, and, of course, it's got two really good cameos um, or guest star appearances. Uh, firstly, from Lee Majors, the $6 million man, and Tony Hale, who is... Brilliant, brilliant by blueberries. <laughs> um, I agree with all three of you in that this is a great episode. It's, I think it's very important for Jeff, but I think the you've only got two plots, but I think the groups they pair off in both of them are very good. As you said, Sammy, I think this is the best Pierce ever is in the whole show in this episode because he's funny and he gets one of those great moments with Jeff. I think this has some of Troy's most iconic quotes of the whole show in it, which is great. Um, and I think Rich is such a great side character because he's the perfect sort of anti-Jeff in that he's so perfect. But as an audience member, you kind of don't want to be on his side because you want to be on Jeff's side. Um, so, yeah, I love Rich. And I'll say much more about him in five seasons time uh, when we find out what happened to Slater. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, oh. we'll get there. We'll start. Um, we'll do what we usually do. Then we'll go one plot line at a time and we'll start with what I kind of agree with Jack is I think the better plot line in the episode something that's very funny which is the boat one uh, what do everyone think of the the boat plot line it's great uh, it's very <laughs> it's funny isn't it it's got another some, like, it's got like great shots as well like um the uh, we're skipping forward quite a bit but the bit where it goes past the window there you see from the classroom <laughs> point of view the boat going past I mean it, that's just great cinematography and it's hilarious it's sort of shot in a way isn't it where you can genuinely believe they're on a boat in a storm 
which is mm. a very important thing to know this show can do later because you've got to be able to believe that the whole school is covered in lava or everyone's mm. a zombie or something like that. And it's, it's very important that even in this, you can believe that they're in the water, even though they're in a boat in a parking lot, which is hilarious. It, it's nice to see this sort of like um, outside perspective. Like obviously they don't have any context for it. So that kid's probably just looked outside and yeah. seen this and, and initially believed it. Um, it's also like reinforcing so like when we how get... ridiculous the school is, right? Yeah. Like, so when we get kind of get more used ridiculous to episodes down the line, we have the outside perspective, like from the sort of like this episode, like a little bit, so that when it gets crazy, we can sort of like embrace it a bit more. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we learn more in what the dean of this school is like. And so you just think how he is without the supervision of the study group, constantly making sure he's doing the right thing. Yeah, he he's a spender, isn't he? The dean. So you just know that he just what could be seen in like the the, the Honda he episode. Saw, he saw the boat and just bought it. Yeah, well, he just he like, just bought um... it, and then and then because he bought it, he thought, right, I have to do something with it, so I have to hire some old sea captain to do a phony <laughs> course. Like, <laughs> I thought he was What's... quite good though. The the captain, I I it was pretty him. good. He gets yeah. a classic monologue with, "When I look at you guys, I don't see students, I see semen." And the mark of a true seaman is that no. you all stopped laughing at the word seaman. Well, it's Lee Majors, isn't it? You know, he's he's did quite a lot of things. He's a good actor. Um, What's the name of the boat again? The SS you... Nose Candy. Oh, <laughs> great oh. You get that cracking moment when we first get the boat revealed when Pierce is trying to christen it with the bottle. And Joy's just like, damn, look at him. If that was me, I would have broken it by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Troy also gets another great line before that. It was like, a black person on a sailboat? i got to see this. Because <laughs> oh, you sort of get, you get that line given back by Shirley later, don't you, where Troy's been racist there and Shirley gives it back later with, Troy can't swim. Uh, I can swim, racist. racist. <laughs> but Troy gets Troy gets all the best lines in this episode, hands down. Uh, he, land, he landed on yeah. the Hyundai. I mean, mermaid's car. <laughs> Damn, he's ghost riding the jib. And, uh, I mean, it's just filled with so many like ridiculously brilliant moments. I mean, the the when Pierce falls off, it's yeah. just heartbreaking. No, the, mu- the no. music, Jack. I can't. You said in the past that you haven't really noticed the music. But I can't believe you didn't it. Yeah. notice it in this episode. Yeah, it's so prominent. Um, even in like the Jeff plotline, when we get to that later, um, and in the boat stuff, the music is fantastic. Um, and like when Shirley's saying, we've got to, we don't have the time, we've got to leave him. The music then is, is excellent. And then you have Troy delivering uh, one of his best <laughs> out of all of He has so many great lines. What in God's name have we done? <laughs> uh, like, it's just such a, so, this, this episode of this podcast is just going to be us going through the script line by line oh, and saying why each of them are great. <laughs> Specifically every Troy line. Because again, you can't ignore He's going to be the first man ever to drown in a parking lot. Twice. <laughs> yeah, I also like that we have Starburns. Um, like, he obviously doesn't have much to do. He's sort of like there as like I mean, another crew member. But, he doesn't have a line, um, does he? No. He gets one line. Does he? That man's life is a total joke. <laughs> the guy with Starburns on his face. Um, but it's another. It's, you know, it's nice to sort of like even within season one, you have like these sort of familiar faces cropping up um, several times. So. But yeah, there's. I want to go back to something you said then, uh, Reese. 
because we spoke about how funny the plotline is, but I think it's it's easy to ignore the good story it tells. And I think you mentioned Reese that we get Shirley portrayed well for once. And Pierce and Shirley are two characters who it's quite hard to like. I think this is a very important episode for both of them. Yeah. Is you kind of by the end can't help but not be on their side. Because it it goes back to what I said all the way when we were watching the pilot, is that the best time Pierce and, Sh- and Pierce and Shirley isn't a combo I particularly love, but it's done well when there's a mutual goal or a mutual like favorability towards one another. So in this case, uh, Pierce gets sacrificed for the good of the group, and then no, Shirley goes, no, that's not a good thing to do. He helps her build character, like in the way that he also helps Jeff build his character sometimes. What's really annoying, and and I'm, now that Jack's seen it, I can say more, is that later on in this series as well, it sort of descends into the not very nice Pierce and Shirley stuff. And yeah. so I was watching this with a sort of disappointment knowing how these two characters get portrayed in the future together. And I was just like, why couldn't it just be like this? Like where they are two strong-minded wannabe business people. Well, one of them is a business person. Why can't they just... Why couldn't this more professional, supportive, positive relationship not have succeeded over the, frankly, awful stuff that we get later in the season? Um, and it's... Yeah. I think I it's think made it's... more uh, obvious because everyone grows and sort of, like, goes up. Um, like, they get better and better. Like, just like, you know, they're like the characters are growing, but Pierce doesn't. So, like, he gets worse. Um, so it's like... Yeah, I think it's because season two needed him as the villain. Um, so you couldn't have this wholesome side of him carry on because you wouldn't have been able to buy him as a villain enough for the arc of season two to happen if he hadn't got worse than he is at this point. And I do think it's a shame because you get... Yeah, you, I just think their relationship in this episode is obviously a lot more wholesome than what we get later. And even his offensive jokes aren't mean-spirited in this one. I think like the most offensive thing he probably says is, is that nautical speak or urban speak? Now um, I know what the saying like, captain stands for. I just love it. I <laughs> Crab he's, apple. Tried, he's, also, he's also trying to break the bottle on the side of the boat for like the entire episode. <laughs> he just can't break yeah, the bottle. Can't do it. I want to go back to because there's something I've always wondered about the movie Spectre. The James Bond movie. Okay. They steal that line because she, he, Pierce says in this episode, now I know what the C stands for, crab apple. Then Inspector at the end, when M shows up to confront C, Andrew Scott's character, he says, mm-hmm. now I know what C stands for, clumsy. Yeah, they, I, I think they just a, totally. Wait, hang on. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I do not believe that Community is the first person to make that joke. I, it's, it's. Must I don't have know. I would so say because there's so many years between this episode and Spectre. I don't know if it's like a direct like rip off, but it's definitely the same joke. And Spectres did not land at all. Didn't need the clumsy bit. No, nope. I mean, just leave it's, it. It's hardly a unique joke, anyway, is it? Yeah. No. no. But, that's true. Um. um uh, I don't know why you targeted this... that at me. I'm not like a massive yeah. Spectre fan or anything. I don't like Spectre. <laughs> no, it's just because you're the one that brought up the line. I don't yeah, like Spectre. Spectre's rubbish. <laughs> so boring. Anyway, no, <laughs> this uh, this has my probably my saying one of my favourite shots of Community. This plotline as well. I don't know. Are you? I I don't know if some of you are going to say it as you stand a moment, but there's no dialogue in it, so I, I don't mind nicking it briefly. But when 
they're in the classroom and the the boat comes past the window and you've got Britta like doing the knots or whatever. It's just like that's just such yeah, a fantastic it's so shot. Good. It's got it's got the great um it's got a great shadow and the lighting and it's perfect. You know, Anthony Russo, he knows how to direct large scale action and this I'm is large scale action. We never got like a pirate um oh. homage episode i don't think it needed it i think there's well you say that but episode. we get so many you get so many homages to like different things it's like I'm, yeah because you, you could say you can make that case about any one genre i like... just i no i just i just think that the the boat on the boat on tarmac in right in the middle of america is a joke you can only do once, and they yeah. do it brief. They do it briefly once more, which I won't mention because Jack is quite far behind. But it's he's like... not far behind. Mike's banned no, but... him from watching yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> well, then, then because of Mike, he's behind. There we go. He's still behind. But it's like it's it's a gag that only works once. I think. And I, if they if they try to do it again, I'd be like, mm. yeah, oh, no, I don't. Want and the pirate it. episode would have needed multiple chips in the. Car park, and we just felt like they were trying to well, use the spot line, but not. Well, I think I, I think I think the only way they do it is if they up the ante. So say, put it on the motorway, and they're fighting <laughs> two moving ships on a motorway, but they and don't they have, have to the like, pay- jump. I don't know. I think so they don't have the budget for that. I think Community's <laughs> proven that it doesn't need a high budget or lots of ante to like pull off a successful genre. On I do. So, I, like, yeah, I'm just not I sure have, how it would do pirate I without. Know, I, I imagine, and you say it doesn't need a high budget, but I imagine the budget for the paintball finale, the two-parter, was so much more than the rest of the season. Like, yeah. I, it, it's, it, I think it, it, it probably does come down to cost, particularly in like season three, particularly like season four, five, and six. Well, no way were they blowing the budget. That's one of the reasons they were so annoyed with Dan Harmon, wasn't it? That he wouldn't stop blowing the budget because <laughs> he kept making episodes like this where they had to get a boat in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a proper boat it's a whole boat <laughs> yeah you're my spot security <laughs> again he's just sat there with the ring around no pulling the rope down. no no, no! That, that that no is ingrained in my memory <laughs> and, and that's that's proper like ringtone territory i do love when he comes back though with a <laughs> smaller boat rowing down and you can tell that when he's in the workshop he's probably spent so long making sure that's good to go <laughs> And then he crashes into that little thing and he just starts spurting water <laughs> over him and he's like, he gets a bucket out and starts like bailing out the water. It does the, it does the, yeah, he does the top down shot when the boat um, sort of like reaches him and there's a lot, there's even a life jacket in the, in the boat. <laughs> it's great. And what's great is that scene happens immediately after a very touching scene with Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll get to. balances humour and like sincere moments of like growth and emotion like really really well like insanely well um like it doesn't feel jarring does it to go straight no it doesn't but that's only because it follows on so well because what he says is if i let something if i let being bad at something stop me then i wouldn't even be here what you call failure i call living breakfast and i'm not going to go until i've had the full buffet and then he's right he is bad at it because he's sailing a canoe around a car park and crashing (laughs) it I'd also like to talk about Shirley in this plotline. I know we've touched on her a bit, but she goes like sort of full circle 
Whereas that, like at the beginning, she's talking to Britta and she says um, that, about being you know, kind. Yeah, being kind, even when it's like inconvenient. Um, and then she talks like halfway through the episode about being strong and that she's a strong person like the sea. And then at the end, she once again goes to save Pierce because she would rather be not cold and harsh like the sea. So she sort of turns back into who she was at the start of the episode. It's very interesting. There is a, an interesting little circle because most uh, character growth, you, she's kind of started in the right place. Not that she went into a, like a, a wrong place. Um, it was just like a, her experimenting. Who she is. Yeah, yeah, experimenting with her values. It's, it's rare to see Shirley realize she's in the wrong. Yeah, she yes, does. It it's because it's, it's, Shirley so... is someone who likes to think she's doing the right thing, but rarely is. So it's good to see that sometimes she she is doing the right thing because mm-hmm. she's a character with morals. They just don't always come across right. So well, no, she that's just why she's at Greendale. She just no, breaks she doesn't. them all the time. Yeah, she just breaks them all the time <laughs> yeah. and then calls everyone else out on breaking them. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to get an episode where she doesn't break them. And when she does break them, she realises that it's it's wrong to do so. Um, so it's it's just like you said, Reese earlier, it's, it's good to see Shirley in a positive light for once because they just don't often. Shall, Shall we... we move on yeah. then to the A plot and talk about some pottery? Because <laughs> uh, I've never been so convinced to want to do pottery than I was when Jeff walked into that room and went. And now, as we stand on the eve of picking or dropping classes, I present the annual Jeff Winger blow off class. I was like, oh, I'm not even in Greendale and I want to do the pottery now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, contrary to Mike and Jack, uh, I think this is my preferred plotline in this episode. Um, I really like it. I really like it. It's it very good, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's really good. The episode <laughs> wouldn't happen without it. it, it yeah, is, it is really strong. <laughs> Do you know what? I tell you what, though. You, you said in your little sub intro there, like the ultimate blow off class. I was just thinking back at like that was literally my attitude in school, where it was like, and, and even in uni, like like so many modules I did ap- learn absolutely nothing. Like, and it was usually like a module where the exam is exactly the same every year. So you don't even have to turn up to lectures. You just have to read last year's exam and like, you know exactly what to do. Ah, oh, man, I relate to it so much. Cause like, why bother with all the hard stuff? Just do pottery. Just yeah. do a shit little module. It's, like, <laughs> it's good to see them all enjoying it in their own little way. Yeah, they've yeah. All, cause, like, Cause they've all taken it to, to have some fun. Like Annie, Obviously, hasn't taken it just because she's a blow-off class, so she's going to try. So it's good to see them all enjoying it in their own way, where Arbe's just going for it, Annie's making a vase, but she's not doing it very well. Yeah. Uh, Jeff makes his I, participation trophy, and I, it's just I don't a know ball if I of disagree. Play. I don't know if I'd agree yeah. with that. <laughs> very admirable vase. You, the behind-the-scenes the, the behind of that bit are so funny. Yeah, they're so funny. Because she does it for so long, like... Like, have you seen the have you seen the clip where she's like full minute and they're just watching yeah. her? <laughs> it's just like, oh god. It's sort of really creepy. I think it is yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I do think um Albert and Jeff getting distracted by it is is quite fun. Because we're only what? what, like four episodes away from Annie's pretty young, we're trying to sexualize her. <laughs> yeah. And and we're not that far away. We're not that um far off. Uh, we're not that far past. Um is that considered large? <laughs> as well, <laughs> but I think what oh. really makes this plotline stand out for me is Rich. 
Um, yeah. I, he gives me serious. He gives me. He gives me serious um, Norman Bates vibes. Like oh, uh, the interesting. Episode. You say that, no, Sammy. He, he, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's, he, um, I'll get. I'll get back to that. Is it five seasons is, later? Is it Greg Kramer who plays Greg Kramer who plays him? Because he's not. He's not been in anything else. This guy. No, but, but he's, he's who's he's typing. So good as Rick. Who's typing? It's not What's me. That? No, it's What's Sammy's jumper. It's Sammy's jumper. Uh, uh, what? Sorry. Sorry, there was really loud rustling. <laughs> <laughs> I was thought it was typing. The editor's <laughs> coming out of you. Anyway, yeah, anyway, <laughs> Greg Kromer, he's not been in that much television, but he's so great at like the two or three times he plays Rich. I love Rich. I just love him. I can't help yeah. but love him. He's, he's, I love he's, how happy he is. Yeah, it's... <laughs> but like, it's, as I was saying earlier, like, you, there's nothing to hate about him because he's so great. But like, you want to not like him because you want to be on Jeff's side because Jeff's the main character. But in this situation... Jeff's clearly the one in the wrong. So it's, yeah. I think it's really I mean, well can, written in that way. You can kind of see from Jeff's point of view, just someone who's like felt special all of his life and always been the center of attention. And in this group, he's like, you know, the father figure almost. Um, yeah. And then suddenly this guy comes along who's also handsome and also good at everything, but actually better. But actually good at everything. Thing. Yeah. It, it's weirdly out of character. I know. I know. I think it's meant to be out of character this this week for Jeff. Well, as in he try, actually tries hard at something, but it's like with a stuff he like, only tries hard because someone's doing it better. Yeah, then. exactly. So, when, but when yeah, yeah. So when you look at stuff like the Spanish, where he just doesn't give a crap, he just doesn't try it. Like the the thing that he actually has to pass, he doesn't care about. It's a really weird, interesting side to Jeff because how many other things does he? prepare and like practice a lot beforehand just to impress people around him like he go yeah, he tries pottery on his own to make sure he could like do something the next day you think stuff like you think all the way forward to like season three where he's secretly doing biology class you know and then there's that there's that really good shot at the end of season three where he gives himself a little fist bump because he's part of like how how much effort is he actually putting into this like on the surface it looks like he's he just doesn't care but you know he's at, he's at home a lot, and well, probably I think I think he is a secret tryhard because he was a, he was a lawyer. Like he's quite smart. Also makes me well. Think, it's something we always uh, find out, isn't it? Jeff cares more than he says he cares. Well, it's, it's what it's um, we always come across. It's what he says right at the beginning in the pilot. Like the thing about being smart is that you can get through life most of life without needing to work. So like he doesn't need to. But here he does, and he's not sure how to sort of confront it. It makes me think of that. If there was someone who was excellent at Spanish in his Spanish class, do you think he would have the same reaction? Because yeah, everyone in his Spanish even, class, in, including Chang, is yeah, terrible at Spanish. Chang. <laughs> someone in the Spanish <laughs> class who's really good at Spanish, and everyone was praising them for it nonstop, and everyone was all over them, then he absolutely yeah. would Because he doesn't get jealous of Rich until everyone's all over him. Because that's yeah. where Arbed's narration comes in, isn't it? Where he's like, oh, yes, guys, come out <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's a crutch. <laughs> I like, I really like that this episode as a whole um, is sort of about how people present themselves versus sort of like what they're like internally. So obviously Jeff has like this whole, the focus is obviously on Jeff with like confronting his limitations and stuff. But with, this is sort of like what happens with like Shirley as well. It's a lot of introspective character growth. Um, yeah. 
and even with Rich by the end of the episode. Um, But I love breakdown Jeff and why he's like he is. And we know that Jeff doesn't have a great relationship with his father. So it makes sense that he'd be a mummy's boy instead. And he spent his whole life just going from what his mum said of, Jeff, you're going to be very special and great at everything. And it's why I really like at the end when he rehears it as, Jeff, you're going to be a completely normal dude. You'll be good at some things and not very good at other things. It's a good episode. I like any episode where we break Jeff down. He learns about himself because he's, this is the first time he's ever known people really and had a chance to learn about himself. And he's, so he's still just figuring out who he really is. And I think this is one of the episodes where you get the good side of it. That it's not just the conversation he has with Pierce. Um, Like it's also like what you were just saying, like with the uh, imagined conversation with his mum. So it's sort of like this continued um, cycle of growth for him, even within this episode. It's like you can see that it's a continual thing of him trying to get better. It's not just like one thing and suddenly he's fine now. It's like going to be a, a like an ongoing thing for him, which I really like. Oh, if only every time Jeff learned about him something, learned something about himself, he'd speak to his imaginary mum and freak Annie out. <laughs> I oh, really love um, um, that I'm line. Is, that line is really funny. Like at the end, like I, I'm still, but, but she didn't say I'm still scared. She says I'm still scary. Like that's it's like she said I'm still um, scary. So she can't even like comprehend. Like she's so freaked out. She can't even I, speak I, English. I also like that we get the opposite version of the situation from Rich. Because oh, Jeff's always been told he's great, so he is great. But clear, but now Rich has always been told that he isn't great, so he's turned out great. Because you get the great one from his mum that's, so learn another skill. It won't bring your brother back. It should have been, you, been on you on that roller coaster. <laughs> it should have. And his face, the smile slowly dropping. Um, and like, is really and genuinely you, quite scary. You think really that sad. it's um, oh, so go ahead, Jack. It's what's really sad is that he, you know, you hear from when he's talking to the two girls to the side of him that he's making that ashtray for his mother. Yeah, so he's you know taking time out of his day to learn a new skill and make something nice for his mum, and she's just being awful to him about it. it. Yeah, really but that's sad. in his head. But uh, yeah, um, but like, oh, right. it, and the way she says it makes it sound as well like his brother died in a surgery that he was doing. So it's like you should spend your time studying medicine, but it wouldn't bring your brother back. It makes it sound like he died in a surgery or something. But no, it was a roller coaster accident. Do you know oh, all? No. Do you know all I could think about when they said roller coaster accident? Final Destination Three. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was good. Is that the same roller coaster? Was <laughs> <laughs> like is he um, avoiding also, death <laughs> it says that he um like hasn't lost a patient in like five years or something doesn't he say that at one point yeah um and he's like taking pottery to like de-stress so he, he has to be a pretty excellent doctor as well yeah, yeah. but or, i get the sense he... that because he because he is new to pottery i get the sense that he's just always taking new skills to um to help mind down because as we learn later he makes kettle corn and he carves Yay. wood, and he so he's just always doing new skills to, to keep I him stress-free. I can sympathise with Jeff, because one thing I find very annoying, and I shouldn't, and it's a flaw on my side, is people who have the discipline to go ahead and improve themselves every day. 
They're yeah. so annoying. Yeah. yeah. People who learn work. new skills and are good at things How dare aren't cocky about people. it in the slightest. Because he's not <laughs> he's not holding it over anyone that he's good at those things. You're still going to get annoyed at him because he's good at those things. Uh, I think, uh, I, I do think that like, he is too good for the class though. And I know he's like, it is a cooling off sort of thing, but Imagine if you are making a little rubbish thing yeah. and he comes along and is amazing. Like, but why are just... you in? Why are you learning pottery? You ha- you have learnt pottery pot- because it's his pottery. first class. He yeah, says that it's he's just really class. good at it. He didn't he didn't know that he was good at it when he started. There's, a, there's another character I want to talk about in a second, but I want to just say my favorite Jeff Rich line of the episode. Nope, it's a because I'm I'm saving that for a specific bit at the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm a <laughs> there's a my favourite rich line in the whole episode is one that's a very good line of because you guys were saying earlier you don't see an outsider perspective to the group often I think it's a line where we get to see the outsider perspective of what it looks like to someone else when the study group are doing their thing and it's when he says to Jeff I feel like I'm being interrogated by someone who doesn't actually want to know anything (laughs) (laughs) I do do really like um, how he kind of gets rich to say pottery school Um, pottery school (laughs) Oh, how's that? Uh, pottery school, really? Which one? <laughs> um, I think he's really well. The, that, the, the dialogue there to, is like really sharp. I think it's really great. It goes back to the way that Jeff used to lawyer, isn't it? Because he never had yeah. a degree. He didn't lawyer properly. He just he just tricks people tricks into people like, into like, saying things yeah. that were incriminating. <laughs> um, like but, looking at his license plate and using that as evidence. Why? Yeah. <laughs> like I rest my face, case. What case? <laughs> Right, let's then, because we haven't spoken about him much yet, and that's criminal. Let's talk about the best character in this episode, and that's a Tony Hale's pottery teacher. Who's just Hello, hilarious. My precious Hello, my blueberries. I want to kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> he's just so he's so weird. Oh, Tony Hale is so great. I hope he comes And I saw back. this before Arrested Development. He doesn't. I'm oh, sorry, no. Jack. Brutal. It's just I don't think you could top what he gets in this episode. Like he's a back. I've seen every variation on what I now call ghosting. The guy on girl. The girl on girl. The hilarious, hilarious guy, guy on girl. girl. And then <laughs> later on, um, as Arbet's watching, he's like, oh, it's the hilarious, <gasps> hilarious guy on guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um Jeff like taunting him by walking out singing the uh, my love, oh, my darling. Get out! <laughs> yeah, and um, the the Patrick Swayze picture with the cross. <laughs> I no, don't know he died. It's not in bad taste. <laughs> perfectly mirrored by the um, sailing instructors. Oh yeah, um, Titanic. I had a lecturer at uni once who I'm a hundred percent sure was trying to sneakily reference this scene because they um it was a lecture about working within your competencies. And they said that you should always know your limits. You're not a Superman. And then what came up next on the PowerPoint was a picture of Christopher Reeve's Superman with a big red cross in it. And the lecturer said, I made this slide before he died. It's not in bad taste. Wow. And no one else in the room Got seemed it. to understand what was happening. But I'm pretty sure they were doing this bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like um, Arbet's uh, analysis of doctors versus lawyers. He's like, when Jeff's like, yeah, but you weren't impressed by me being a lawyer. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, but this is why. Like, your yeah. doctor's actually impressive. I can, and I can get a free lawyer. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't do surgery yourself. It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Arben in this as well. I, he just so gets, 
gets like four lines max, but they're all like fantastic. And they're all to do with Jeff. Again, yeah, the and bit it's... where he's like, he's doing his internal monologue and, the, and then the narration and then, no, I, this is good present. for him. Oh, ah, oh, it's a great episode. Mm. And if it's, if it's a great episode, it's bound to have some great standout moments. So I'm going to do mine first because I know that someone else is going to try and take it and I, and I want it. And it's um, when Jeff's, Jeff's just freaking out in the study room and Albert goes, Jeff, you're gold blooming. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Such a good gold, Jeff Goldblum impression. And his name is Jeff. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, that so whole, I, I think that whole scene is fantastic. The, the, that, one of the best study room scenes we've had so far. You're mocking is, me. You, you, yeah, you, 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 go, go, go and of course you get the now I know what C is, but then it's got my favourite Troy line of the episode. Oh, I hope I get multiple personalities. I get lonely in the shower. Like, <laughs> I get lonely in long showers. Get, in long I just showers. love them all talking about like how how they handle Pierce might affect their grade and how it's actually really important because it's it not only affects them as a friendship group, but it also affects like. That how well they're going to do for the rest of the year and having a really important conversation. And Jeff goes, hey, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That's oh. important. This I isn't love, important at all. I love how in a later scene as well, he goes, ah, I know because I read the entire encyclopedia of pottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they up almost all night. So I said, did you sleep here last night? Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Incredible. Uh, what about you, Sammy? What's your standout moment? Uh, well, we've said it's peak Pierce in the series, I think, and um, and the peak moment for me is definitely the emotional core. Uh, his his speech about failure with Jeff. Um, just it's just brilliant in that the music is also excellent. Yeah, it is. It's the genuinely as well, right? Quite so... uplifting. It's, it's um, great for Jeff, but for everyone who's watching the show as well, you know, a lot of people do suffer from that thing where they've not actually had to work at anything their whole life because they're naturally gifted or they've been told they're naturally gifted. And, you know, Jeff, uh, not Jeff, um, Pierce is arguably the most successful outside the school by being a business owner. So hearing that from him and that he's had to work at it, like, wasn't it handed down to him by his dad properly? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I love that it starts ever. with him saying, like, when I was born, I got my umbilical cord wrapped around like two of my legs, my arm, and my neck. And it, there came a point where the doctors just started laughing at me. Like, <laughs> he's been failing his whole life and he's still like a multi millionaire. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but only because only his dad is. Yeah. But, but yeah, but like, goes, it follows on well from two moments of, from earlier in the season, two other. Jeff and Pierce moments and it's the one where he builds the chair for and Jeff's reassuring him like you've lived plenty of life you're tripping in a chair for that you built dressed as Beastmaster <laughs> and the other one that it follows on well from is the one about how Pierce is now sharing these experiences with other people that we got yeah. from the family episode so I think it's, it's a good example of sort of the through line of the arcs in the show I think so yeah yeah, I think it's just a really it's one of my favorite moments in the show so far, like out of the entire show. What about you, Jack? Oh, mine has to be the uh saving um just after this scene, saving Pierce in the boat. 
where um, uh, even though everyone is against her, they all want that A. Shirley's like, nope, we're going to go save uh, Pierce. And they uh, start moving the, the boat across the car park. It goes past the window, which is my favorite shot in the show so far. Um, and then her being promoted to Admiral uh, later on. Which Ooh, meant nothing. Yay. But Admiral meant Shirley. Nothing. <laughs> I like and then that. you get a Pierce and hey, someone's gotta do this. I'm king of the world. Don't Ooh. ruin a perfect Don't week. Don't ruin a perfect week. Which means in some world he's seeing that as a perfect week. Yeah. <laughs> but we've already discussed it mostly, but yeah, that's definitely my uh, my favorite moment. Good choice. Reese, what what's yours? I gotta go for the boat in the window. It's just a little like it's 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 not even that long, but it's just an amazing amazing shot. It, it reminded me of like it reminded me of like the bitten up, Joe, you know, where the, the the house goes past that big window, and you just get the um like a huge kaleidoscope of colours across the window. It was just like it was lit perfectly. I loved how the shadow looked and people's reactions from inside and what Britta and Troy would act like they were as if they were like. They, 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 as if they were like actually sailing, like they don't have to do any of the. You don't have to hoist the main or anything like that. You just, it's Starburns just driving really slowly. Um, but yeah, I think it's a f- fantastic visual moment from Community, and it sets up the amazing direct, like the amazing directing and filmography and cinematography that we'll get from now on, particularly in season two and three with the Russos. What I wonder about that shot is. Do they actually have like a school and they shot through the window? It was all sets, um, but I think they had they had access to the outside areas in season one, which yeah. is something they lose. I think mid season two and then into season three and four and five, you don't they didn't have the quad, so you don't. So most of what we see is inside and only small glimpses of outside, and it means we don't get other sort of cool outside moments like this until like yeah. season six now. Um, so it's something that yeah is pretty unique to season one it's scenes like that which is pretty cool it was a very cool shot and we'll we'll wrap it up then I mean just a fantastic episode it's, it's another of my 35 perfect community episodes I think um, we're in a bit of a golden run now because I think next week's pretty great as well um, Science of Illusion which has what might be my favourite Troy breakdown in the whole show so we'll get there next week because uh, all that's left to say for oh, me is I know, goodbye I know my blueberries and from Sammy. Oh, I was going to say that as well. So, Goodbye, ah. my blueberries. And from Reese. Oh. <laughs> oh, what an, what an unenthusiastic right. okay. goodbye. <laughs> I, I, I know we haven't got that. I, I, I didn't want to say it, but I, I'm not a big fan of Professor Holly. I didn't want to <gasps> chatter your dreams. And I, didn't find, I didn't find him funny. On that bombshell, well, Jack's going to sing, sing us out. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> 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 <laughs>